0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: What is up, Packers fans? Welcome to another edition of For Cheddar or Worst, Acme Packing Company's podcast, covering the good and bad surrounding the Green Bay Packers. I am your co-host, Chris Burke, uh, joining, joined as always alongside our social media guru, Lindsay Hansen, Lindsay, how are you?
2: Hey, Chris, I am I am doing good. Um, I think yesterday was it ended a lot better than any of us were probably imagining. So um, not all hope is lost, but it was still a rough one, and fourth loss in a row, which uh, we're not used to.
1: No, we're not. Um, you know, that's the, the debate around the you know the water cooler talk today has been moral victories. I don't really believe that um, just because, you know, you are what your record says you are. And I don't want people to start looking at that. Like that to me is just a reason to ignore the problems they really have. But I mean, I get it. They did, you know, overall the Packers did look better and it was not the blowout we all thought it was going to be. So definitely, you know, 27, 17 loss to the Buffalo bills, you know, not nearly as painful as I thought it was going to be. They did barely get the spread in Uh, the bills were favored by 10 and a half Packers one by 10. So they covered. <laughs> uh, so anybody that had money on that um, definitely helped. So uh, let's just dive right into this here. So obviously, you know, the first half was a little bit of a struggle. You know, the, I wish the defense could put together a game. So once again, the, the defense for the entire first half was just horrendous. Um, we'll get into more specific um, players in a minute here, but uh, they were not they were not good at that first half. Again, like, the you know, they – Buffalo kind of had their way, you know, early on and that put them into a hole they couldn't dig out of.
2: They did, yeah, absolutely. Um, second half was, you know, it was better. It was a different story. Um the first half was it was hard to watch. I mean, after, you know, that starting off, like the first drive, fantastic. Three and out, right? Right out the gate. Everyone was feeling good. That was like what we needed. And then um, and then after that, the defense allowed the Bills to score on five straight possessions. Uh, three of those are touchdowns and two field goals. Um, so, you know, uh, definitely, definitely need to improve this defense. And you're right. I just, I really, really wish that we could string together an entire game. We can't just be a one-half team. That is not... That's clearly not how we win games. It hasn't been working, and we've got to figure out a way to to give it our all the you know, the entirety of of the game. Otherwise, we have no we have no hope really.
1: Yeah, and it's just it's kind of that's kind of been the the dog on Joe Barry's defense, even going back his last year's. They just they can't put together a full game. Um and one person's you know, to move into our next topic, uh, that I really kind of want to pick on well not pick on but kind of call out is Darnell Savage you know just the tackling is uh <laughs> not good uh you know he looked like a great player in 2020 in 2020 you know great you know second year ascending player a little bit of a shakier last year and then you know they thought they saw enough you know they extended him for his fifth year option next year but uh boy not not looking good so far this year and all of a sudden I think you know, we were talking in Slack. Is safety something they're going to have to address? But uh, yeah, Savage was not not very good last night.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, he missed three tackles, including a, a badly missed tackle attempt of of Allen um, in the first quarter. His one of his you know long runs, he had a twenty yard run, and uh, and Savage just completely missed. And. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm not, I don't, I think that he can still be the player that he was. I just, I, we haven't seen it this year, but that's, that's the story of so many Packer players this year. So I, I have a hard time writing him off just yet um, because we know how good he can be. So whatever, whatever we were doing in 2020 to get him to play like that, we need to, we need to get back to that. Cause um, you know, he, he does have that potential without a doubt.
1: Well, that was the hype, you know, about the entire defensive secondary going into the season, you know, was, you know, all the secondary is going to be great. They're going to be elite and they have been anything, but um, you know, Douglas Douglas has taken a step back. Eric Stokes, you know, He's not necessarily on our list, but he's taken a step back. Like they, they just have not been as strong. I mean, Jair Alexander had his interception, terrific. Rasul um, has played played better, but they had that's been the part of the defense we thought was going to be elite. They've been anything but. And you know, if you look at them as the top level of the defense, you know, the, that poor play has just kind of trickled down a little bit. But yeah, I, you know, Savage is definitely going to be. No, I think I, I think bringing in another safety next year. I, you know, I was one of the few player, few people that was you know really wanted them to take a safety because we knew they were thin. But I really think they need to, uh, you know, bring somebody in via the draft next year to at least challenge him because Adrian Amos too, struggling a bit. So yeah, uh, definitely hope
2: three miss three missed tackles um, as well for Amos. So yeah,
1: so definitely something to keep an eye on. You know, is you know, the Packers season is definitely not over by any means, but it's, they're, they're running out of time quickly. Um, you know, if we're talking about draft needs, I would put that right up there um, alongside offensive line uh, for sure. Speaking of offensive line uh, definitely changed last night. You know, we thought a little surprised to see Elton Jenkins not go. Um, they ended up starting David Bocciari did go. So that meant Zach Tom started at left guard and he was not, you know, we're not putting him in this column. I'm just going to make it brief because it, it's not really his fault, and its I don't want to really – like, I'm calling him out. But it seems like he did not practice at all at left guard all week. Like, he was getting – he's a tackle. Uh, he's an under – I mean, he's a little small for a tackle, but he's an under he's, – he's built like a tackle. He's – you know, that's all he's played. And putting him in at guard was a wild experiment, and it did not work. So I, I blame that more on the coaches on, you know, not starting him there. I mean, unless something came up Jenkins at the last minute, which, you know, during pregame, that's why they call them game-time decisions. But uh, just not not there for him, but I don't really consider that a knock on him. Um, so just some – hopefully Elton's back next week, and that can rectify itself. Uh, moving <laughs> – uh, moving moving back on to the next actual item on the list is uh, the fourth down problems. Uh, don't – not sure I disagree with the calls, because usually when you're in that area, they like to go for it. But – you know, I, I'm not sure I'd like to play calls. What, what did you make of that?
2: Yeah. And that was something that, I mean, even LeFleur, um, at the at the press conference following the game, he said he, he regretted, but that the second one, um, the fourth and one early in the fourth quarter, when he made a run call and Jones tried to, you know, tried to get the, the one yard and he got just stuffed um, by the bills defense it it was a bad bad call because the bills uh were playing no safeties back so it could have been a great opportunity for you know for a, a a pass and he said that that is you know definitely uh one thing that he's that he regretted um almost immediately so that was one the the other one the the Tanya and, uh Tanya and big bobs touchdown uh that was, that was a fourth down conversion. And it was, you know, obviously a touchdown. Um, Then it was recalled because of that absurdly inaccurate offensive PI call um, when the bills essentially, I think it was Davis, right. He just essentially tripped over himself and then like, yes, Tanya put hands on him, but it was not passer interference. It was, the most absurd call um but a, you know we got a we at least got some points on the board after that like after it was recalled we got the field goal so it wasn't for nothing but it should have remained a touchdown so that one that one to me just was not it was not anyone's fault except the refs um but the uh, the fourth and one in the in the fourth quarter was definitely on the floor for making that that run call Uh, especially considering they weren't playing their, you know, their safeties back. So.
1: Yeah. You know, ifs are you know, there's hindsight's 2020, I just get, you know, the problems there, you know, the Packers usually have not been in position too often with the way the offense has been struggling to get those kind of opportunities, but, you know, take, take the baby steps where you can. And hopefully that, you know, that's a lesson lesson learned. Uh, And once again, another nice segue speaking of lessons to be learned, Quay Walker, dude, um, don't touch opponents, coaches, or other players on the sideline. There, guy, um, rookie mistake, hot-headed moment, frustration. Um, came out today that he's not probably going to face a suspension, but a fine is more likely in the offing. Not sure what it's going to be, but um, boy, can't 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 do that.
2: Yeah, when I when I first, uh, I mean, when I was watching that. Um... I was, you know, watching it with some friends and, uh, I immediately was like, what is he doing? And, you know, thinking he gets, he gets to make that mistake one time. That's it. He cannot make that same mistake again, because one, uh, it's just completely unnecessary and uncalled for. You don't react like that. Um, you're a professional, you're in a, you're at your job. You do not respond in that way and two the packers don't put up with that they they have a history of putting that behavior to bed very quickly so he gets that one mistake and I I've seen the interviews um, you know today and and um, you know following the he he thought that he was getting pushed he thought that he got pushed right the hindsight is 2020 20 again where you clearly see that the the guy was just trying to help him up. He was, he was doing a nice thing. Right. And so heat of the moment. It was the, the opposing team's sideline. So he just, he misinterpreted what was going on, but um, you know, in short LaFleur on that, on that topic was, was essentially saying that's the kind of stuff I have zero tolerance for mistakes are only are going to happen in this game, but losing your cool, losing your poise, putting your team in jeopardy. He's like, you know, he said, I've got no tolerance for that. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I hope that Quay Walker learns from this and doesn't make the same mistake again, because um, it was just, it was in bad taste and it, it just wasn't, it wasn't what the Packers do. It wasn't how our players act. So he gets that one mistake. And if he makes it again, I don't think he's, you know, I don't think he's going to be right for the Packers, um, just the team in general and the culture. But um, I definitely, you know, definitely think that he is going to learn from it. I, you know, just based on in his interviews and his response, I I do think that he he's very um, apologetic and um, and is going to take the opportunity to learn. So that's all that's all we can do. Right. So.
1: Yeah. And like LaFleur said, you know, sometimes it's, it's always the second person who gets caught. So that's all you needed to, all you needed to know on that one. It's, you know, and unfortunately in hindsight, that mistake came back to even, you know, after the ejection really came back to hurt because then Devondre Campbell gets hurt. So that's precisely why he can't do it. Um hate to see, you know, your other inside linebacker get hurt. You know, Campbell had started to come on recently and hopefully he'll be all right. But, uh, Definitely not, definitely not what you want to see, and that's why you can't make stupid decisions like that is now all of a sudden they're, they're starting backups. So bummer that it had to happen. Um, his wallet's going to get lighter, but hopefully, you know, he's a rookie. He can learn and move on from that. Um, finally, last last bid, uh, bad thing of injury news, more wide receiver injuries. They already were without Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb. Now Christian Watson on initially it looked pretty scary, but he was able to get up and walk off on his own power. Uh, but definitely was ruled out pretty quickly with a concussion that poor kid just could not seem to catch a break this year um, I just it's I don't know if you just want to, I really can't just shut him down for the for a while especially with a concussion but man it's just just not his season in the Packers you know Matt LaFleur said afterwards you know he's like we had big plans for Watson um, but the injury kind of ruined it so that kind of raised my eyebrow a little bit like what did what did they have in mind for him like I can't wait to see that now but Boy, the kids gotta stay healthy. I just I feel so bad for him, you
2: know. I feel terrible for him. I mean, firstly, I I really want the kid to stay healthy. Like that's the most important thing to anyone, obviously. Um I feel for him so badly because he, like you just said, I'll reiterate it, he just cannot catch a break with these injuries. What has what he played? Like one and a half games, maybe two full games, if that. Um, and I just feel for him, man. I just it's such it's such a bummer uh, because you know I think we were all really looking forward to you know he the first the very first play of his career he dropped that pass right, and since then he hasn't been able to really show us what he can do and what he's made of because um, of either lack of opportunity or injury. So I just, I really hope that he's, he's okay. Obviously keeping him out was the right call um, because concussions, they need to be taken seriously. We've learned that with Tua and the dolphins, like that, that can't happen again. That was the right call to remove him. It's just, my heart really goes out to the kid because I can't even imagine how frustrating it is for him too. I mean, for him to just keep getting hurt over and over again, this is his his big chance. This is what he's been working for his whole, his whole life as a, you know, as a young football player. And, uh, I just, I really hope he gets better and I, I hope he stays better once he's back. I just, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot of injuries.
1: Well, and I think that, you know, it's unfortunate too, because they were relying a lot on him, you know, when you give up the draft capital that they did to get him, you know, they were counting on him to be a big part of their game. And I can't to say, you know, his struggles, you know, to stay healthy or impacting the offense, but I really think they're starting to, you know, we don't really know what he can do yet, but clearly internally, they think they've got something in him. So we'll just have to wait and see. I don't know if we're going to have to wait until 2023, sadly, to see what he can do, but, uh, man, I just, I I just told, I hope he's okay. You're absolutely right though. Health, health comes first. Um, so that really wraps it up for the bad part of the show. You know, we kind of, you know, not a whole lot to really rip, rip them apart for this week. Um, but we'll be, we'll take a break for some ads. uh, Um, then we'll be, we'll be back to talk about one, right. And there's actually quite a bit to go through this time. So stay tuned.
2: All right, guys, we are back and we are heading into the good part of our show Um, and it's actually pretty even Uh, like, you know, like we said before break, it is pretty even and we really like when that happens Uh, lately. It has definitely been uh, heavy on the, the worst part. So let's let's get started. Uh, first and foremost, with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, aka our offense as it is <laughs> right now, um, we have finally we finally started using them in the way that we should have been all season long. Uh, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon saw so much action, um, Aaron Jones, especially uh, 208 rushing yards with Jones getting 143 on 20 carries and Dylan adding 54 on 10 attempts. Um, it was so fantastic to see the time of possession that we were able to, uh, that we were able to, to achieve through that was insane. I mean, we, Uh, we really held the ball in the second half, especially, um, we really had the, the ball, the majority of the time, which was always, you know, it's, it's always great to see. Um, it's just, it's a blast watching them and thank God Dylan is okay. When he got injured on that play, I, I mean, with every injury that we've gone through recently, I was just like, you can't be serious. This cannot be happening. I'm so glad that he came, he was able to come back and it wasn't, you know, seemingly serious. Um, and he, he was able to to play again for us in the fourth. Um, thoughts, Chris?
1: Yeah, you know, I initially saw that too. My heart went into my throat too. It's like, oh God, this is the last thing we need. Exactly. Um, you know, and I think, you know, when you, if you look back at the video on there, um, you know, that could have been, that, that should have probably been called the horse collar too. And like that, and it wasn't called, you know, the officiating is, you know, a whole, we could have episodes on episodes about NFL officiating, oh. but, uh, <laughs> the horse that, that should have been called the horse collar. That could have been dev, that could have been a devastating knee injury. And Thank God those, those legs are, uh built like tanks because that could have been horrible but yeah that you know and I was watching the 49er game against the Rams before you know before the Packers played last night and saw the way San Francisco used Christian McCaffrey I'm like you know they really could do a lot of that with you know these two running backs and lo and behold that's what happened and I think they're the Packers have finally realized that hey this is we can we can do this um so to speak and I hope that's I hope that's a sign of things to come because it, it was a much more Shanahan type offense than what we saw. It's just now; it's just a matter of making sure Aaron Rodgers is ready to go along with it.
2: Yeah, and something something to to note that I wanted to to add to this. Um, when you look at the some of the stats from last night that the Packers put up, I mean, we outplayed the Bills in a lot of areas. We we outplayed them in turnovers, time of possessions first downs third down percentages total yards and rushing yards so it's it's truly i mean this isn't it's not over right like we saw that glimmer of hope in the second half yesterday and i think i i personally felt a lot better uh watching them run the ball the the way that they were and watching the, just the amount of time that we, you know, ran down the, or the, the, the time that we ran down the clock and, um, everything like that. I, I I really do think that we did, we did pretty damn well considering our performances up until this game against a Super Bowl favorited team. I really think it just, it instilled a little bit, of a glimmer of hope in me as a Packer fan. And I was like, oh, this is so great to see. Um, one of those being Romeo Dobbs. He, oh my God, Chris, that touchdown that he had was so good. It was so beautiful. It was stunning, like a true piece, true piece of art. And to be honest, it reminded me of Devonte Adams. It, it was like a, an Adams esque catch. And it was just, I'm so proud of him. I I know that he's got to feel so good after that. That is, it's, it was phenomenal. It's so much fun to watch.
1: Yeah. He, you know, the contested catches for him were kind of a knock of him coming out of the draft and also, you know, some areas he struggled in so far this season, but Boy, it looks like he's starting to put everything together, which is really good. And you when you want to talk about earning Aaron Rodgers trust, that play is a big reason to do yes. so. Um Absolutely. so I just just a great, just a great route, great, great grab. Um, that's the type of thing that will get Aaron Rodgers, you know, fired up. And I I think he's he's starting to put it all together now. And you know, we gotta keep remembering he's not only he's a rookie, he's a mid round rookie. So yep. despite the training camp hype train, so you know, I think it's, we're starting to see them put everything together. And like we said, it's don't give me hope. You know, it's like that scene from Avengers Endgame. Don't give me hope. Like, I I don't, like, I I really don't know how they're going to do the rest of the year. But it's like, I'd rather, you know, it, don't give, don't give me hope. Because it, it hurts when you have hope. <laughs>
2: mm, I am, uh, I very much disagree. They gave me hope yesterday <laughs> or last night. Um, but... I I do agree with uh, it. Definitely does hurt a, a little bit more when you think that you know. We'll see, right? We'll see. It's not our chances aren't over quite yet. But uh, like we said at the top of the show, um, time is running out to to make something of the season. So um, another rookie wide receiver that uh, had a phenomenal touchdown, the first of his uh, of his career, was Toure. Um, It was such a fantastic, uh, fantastic catch. I mean, he, it was, you know, 37 yard uh, grab, but the thing that was really, really impressive for a rookie was to see his, you know, see his mind shift in real time and him being able to you know, his ability to adjust mid play to get open for Rogers for that grab. That was just, that shows so much smarts. And, um, and I, it, it was really cool to see. I mean, I, you know, we haven't seen anything from him. So, so for that to happen uh, it was, it was exciting. And then, you know, he obviously had that play the play just before was uh, was a missed a missed catch. So the fact that he turned around and and got a, a touchdown following that was really really cool.
1: Yeah, it um, you know shout out to Paul Noonan uh, on staff who loved Samori Touré and actually all but nailed it in our prediction section on our walkthrough. Um, but man, seventh round rookie making plays like that, like Touré, borderline aside from Dobbs. Look like, you know, during, especially during the preseason games, look like the best receiver in camp. So that's really not surprising. I'm glad to see they're finally getting him involved more. And I think, you know, especially what, if, they, if they get Cobb back, they get uh, Watkins back, they get, uh, well, Watkins is back, but if they get Cobb back, they get uh, Lazard back, excuse me. They, uh, you know, they, they, they could have something there. If those rookies can develop, you know, they, they can offset the loss of Christian Watson. I mean, it sucks in terms of play design losing him, but Tourette, man. He, he, that, that kid earned himself some playing time last night. Um, I would be, it would be malfeasance of the highest order if he did not. uh, If he was on the inactive list against Detroit this coming week, but just a phenomenal adjustment. And I think, you know, he's, he's going to be somebody that, you know, that really could, you know, he could, he could end up being a steal. I'll even, I'll make the hot take.
2: And talk about uh, building that trust with Rogers after he made that grab and, and, you know, made that adjustment, Um, Rogers was just, I mean, he, he went right up to him after and, you know, gave him a a pat on the back. Essentially. It was like, damn right. Like, hell yes. Good for you, Tori. It was just really, really cool to see, Um, you know, especially considering like, you know, Rogers frustration uh, recently, it was, it was uh, good to see him like, giving that, that positive feedback and, you know, whatever. So um, the interceptions on defense, Douglas got another one second game in a row for him. Uh, we had a, we had a couple of those um, in the, the fourth quarter or the second half, at least. Um, and yeah, it was, it was great to see anytime. I know Douglas, I mean, he's like our, he's our interception uh, king. He loves getting those interceptions. So it was, it was cool to see him get that, that second one, um, in a row in, in the same number of weeks.
1: Yeah. And then Jair had the other one too, you know, Jair Alexander was their top rated defense by pro football focus, a yep. uh, top rated player on defense, 90.8. Yep. Um, still don't understand why they, you know, I know we're in the happy part, but I still don't understand why he wasn't on Stefan Diggs. but you know, Joe Barry is going to Joe Barry. Um, but, yeah, just phenomenal performance uh, by both. And now if they can start generating turnovers, that's really good. That, that helps the defense – that helps them offense out even more. Just give them extra possessions. You know, that's, that's really what you want to do.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And finally, the, uh, the last thing that we'll touch on is of course, Aaron Rodgers. He's back in our cheddar section, uh, which is nice, um, to be talking about him in a positive light again. Um, you know, really something I noticed was him running again. He, he ran and, and slid for that, uh, first down conversion, which was so fantastic to see considering the lack of that this season, especially, I mean, We haven't seen that. And um, when he, when he was able to, to get out of the pocket and just, you know, do, do what Rogers does and and get that first down. I was like, I was like, man, he's, he's looking a little bit more like himself, like classic Rogers. Um, And, you know, his throws, I mean, the, the two to to Dobbs and Torre, they were over 20 yards and um, you know, well over 20 yards. And uh, it was, yeah, I mean, it was it was really fun to see. Um, you know, wasn't perfect, but um, definitely gave me flashes of classic Aaron Rodgers that we are used to. And um, it was it was all you know all good things for the most part.
1: Yep, and he was also Pro Football as top graded player, eighty nine point two on offense. Uh, David Bakhtiari not far behind there, eighty eight point eight, and Aaron Jones eighty five point one. So when those two are playing well, the offense is going to is overall going to do very well. So can't complain. I hope this is a sign of the arrow pointing in the right direction and something has clicked now. Um, You know, obviously they were facing a major uphill battle against uh, Buffalo, but hopefully this is a uh, sign of things to come and they'll hopefully have a good right. Detroit's defense is historically bad um, moving on to next week. So, you know, defense, you know, let's, let's start talking about next week, right away. Um, Detroit's defense historic looking historically bad right now. Uh their offense can put up points in spurts, uh very inconsistent. I mean, they're still Detroit, it's still Jared Goff, but I think, you know, this Green Bay can should if they lose against Detroit it <laughs> I don't even want to go there. Um but it's no no it's safe to say uh the season is on the line uh at this point next week.
2: Yes. Um definitely and uh I I mean, if we lose to the Lions, I I don't know what would uh, happen to that Um, That would be the most wild thing. I uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I think we are starting to see that turnaround that we've been waiting for. Uh, we saw it in the second half against the Bills, and and I remind everyone that we we held the Bills to ten points, and while That's not ideal in the, you know, the end result was not what we wanted. Of course, we did want that win. We have to be honest with ourselves in saying that we, I don't think there was anyone, any Packers fan that thought it was going to be anywhere close. We all thought it was going to be a blowout. So I really think we're starting to see them turn the page, get a little bit more in line with one another, become a little bit more cohesive and more of a unit instead of three individual teams. And that is what we need. And, you know, with with Rogers, like, you know, hopefully he is going to continue uh, his his performance that he did last night, especially in the second half. And um, yeah, I mean, I... I am hopeful. I feel a hell of a lot better going into the lions game than I did about the bills. However, I'm not, I'm not writing the lions off either. If we play like, you know, if the Packers play like we did um, in the last three weeks up until uh, last night, then they have a chance. They very much have a chance. So we have to treat it seriously, and we have to treat it like, like the season is on the line because it is.
1: Very true. And finally, um, this we'll be posting, this podcast will be going live um, on Tuesday, which is the NFL draft deadline. Uh, to wrap up, Lindsay, what do you think? Are the Packers going to be buyers, sellers? Are they going to stand pat? I thought they would definitely be buyers if they won last night. They did lose, but did they show enough that is a wide receiver in the offing for tomorrow?
2: I'm... Um, I'm not sure. I, what are your thoughts? Cause I, I really don't, I'm, I'm torn. I'm really torn.
1: Yeah, I, I'm in the same boat. They got Nahim uh, Hines from India that Adam Schefter just tweeted out that teams have reached out to him running back receiver and punt returner. So uh, I, I'm going to make a, you know, I'm going to make a bold prediction here. I think Amari Rogers leaves the Packers tomorrow on the trade deadline. I think that he's going to go somewhere, but for who, I don't know. I'm going to make a spicy hot prediction there. Um, am I right or wrong? Well, I guess we'll find out at 3 p.m. <laughs> Lambo time tomorrow. So that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, real quick show, but uh, thanks again to everybody for listening. Keep it on at packing company for uh, all your podcast needs and uh, go pack, go.
2: Go pack, go. We'll see you next week after a win. Bye guys.
1: And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic.
0: Support for this podcast came from SaaS. Data is everything. And now everything is data